You are welcome, beloved. God bless you for tuning in today. Just rest your heart in the Father, in the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. I want hope to come alive in you today. Hope is the expectation you have that God's promise will come through for you or the confident expectation that his promises will come to pass in your life. Today, I want us to understand that when things go wrong, it's not because you did something wrong. The Spirit of God has placed it upon my heart to let you know today that that torment you're going through or that challenge you're going through, that infirmity that is ravaging your body or that pain that is infiltrating your soul is not permanent. It's not permanent and you can reach into hope in God and see answers to that prayer. I know you're sitting there and there's tears in your eyes. Your heart is broken. And it's been like this for a while. And you're crying out to the Lord and you're saying, God, when is it going to end? When is it going to end? Today, I want to introduce you to hope. Hope comes from the Father. I want you to see that you have a connection to the very throne of God. I want you to know that you are not alone. And that's why the Lord provides hope for you. In Hebrews 6 verse 19, it says we have this certain hope. See what hope is in the spirit. I know we talk about it. And it feels like it's not tangible. Sometimes it feels like it's just a wishful desire that may or may not come to pass. Oh, I, I hope I can, I can get a promotion. Oh, I hope I live till I'm 50. Oh, I hope I outlive my parents. Hope is bigger than that. And the word of the Lord will tell us what hope really is. So I want you to just clear out your mind. Spirit of living God, as we come in to engage hope right now, we ask that everything that works against hope be uprooted right now from the life of your daughter and your son. Uproot every element that works against hope. And let revelation come. Let the opening of the understanding come. Let the ears be opened. Let the eyes be opened in the spirit realm. That they will begin to comprehend how connected they are to you in the midst of despair, in the midst of pain, even as they wait on you. So this certain hope is like a strong, unbreakable anchor 
So I want you to see what strong is. Imagine anything that is really strong, like diamond is the strongest metal. Just imagine and see that this is how tangible hope is. It is strong and it's unbreakable. An anchor holding our souls to God himself. This is why I want you to ask the Lord for hope. Because it's so firm and unbreakable. It's so certain to connect your soul to God. So the soul is the seat of the will, emotions. And you want the hope of God to come and replace that worrisome burden you've been carrying. So right now say, Father, I engage hope. I ask that your hope, the hope I have in you of an expected end, of this which I ask of you, I ask that you will root this hope out of your kingdom realm, hook it upon my heart, and keep me attached to you. Fill my soul with hope. Not with this pain I feel. Not with this despair I feel right now. Let hope come and sit within my soul. I want you to understand how you have so much power to begin to ask the Lord and so much presence with God to ask Him what you want for your life. It says that our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat, which sits in the heavenly realm. There is a hope. We're leaning to hope right now. Hope is the strong, unbreakable element that is tethered to my soul and connected to your very throne. Your word says that it is connected to the mercy seat. So through this pipeline of hope, your mercy flows from your mercy seat to your son, to your daughter. In the midst of their loss, in the midst of their their need you have provided a way that they can have a confident trust and expectation of you that your mercy is coming forth from your mercy seat unto them connectedly it's a hope that never makes us ashamed and never puts us to shame. It's a hope in you, God, with everything, with everything we will shout for your glory. With everything with everything we will shout 
for your praise. You see, something happens in Nehemiah, in Zechariah 1. It says that in verse 3, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble. Disgrace, the wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. So Nehemiah comes to his people and he hears the plight, the trouble, the disgrace that his people have been through. He heard that the wall of, Jer of Jerusalem was broken down and the gates were burned and he mourned. He said when he heard these things, he wept for some days. I don't know if you're there weeping for days and weeks. You are not alone. He said, I mourned and fasted and prayed before the Lord of heaven. See, for right now, you may be fasting, and yet you may be mourning, and you may be crying. It's still okay, because when you're so broken like he was, when you're going through tough times, fasting is a good thing to do. Because the enemy will want to hurt you. Father, with the things you have already undergone in the flesh. Your heart is broken. All that pain that rests within your soul. The enemy will want to capitalize on it. And make you feel downcast. And that's why the Lord has provided for you. Such an unbreakable substance out of heaven that is tethered to his very throne. So that it can be tethered to you too. There's an unbroken connection. Where the other end is the mercy seat and the other end is your soul. So that as your soul hurts and that pain lingers on. So that even as you feel so downcast right now, and the mercy of God will flow through right from his throne and pass through hope into the inside of you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And when you fast, you are no longer so tethered to the earth in the physical anymore. You are depriving yourself of the sensations that come from the external engagements from the pleasures of the flesh and you are delving deep into the spirit to take hold of spiritual nourishment to take hold of spiritual equipping for the journey ahead because God has great plans for you I'm telling you it may not look like it but God says that he knows the plans he has for you Jeremiah 29 verse 11. He says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to give you a hope. An unexpected end. They are not plans to ruin you. They are not plans that will cause you 
to fall or to fail. They are plans that will make you whole. And this was what Nehemiah did. And as he fasted and prayed to the Lord, I want you to join me in this prayer. It's Nehemiah 1 verse 5. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant. As he prays before you day and night for your servants and the people of Israel. He says, I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. At this point, you might personally begin to confess your sins before the Lord. I wanted to personalize this because this is how you engage hope for your breakthrough. He said, we have acted very wickedly. This is the confession right now. We have acted very wickedly towards you. We have not obeyed the commands, the decrees, and the laws you gave your servant Moses. You can tell the Lord that we have done this and this. It's not condemnation. It is you engaging hope. He began to confess these words that the Lord has said to Moses. He said, remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses. I want you to take scripture and begin to remind the Lord of his promises. I want you to say to God right now, remember the instruction you gave to your servant Moses saying, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if you are exiled people to the farthest region, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. And then he began to converse with the Lord. He's saying, they are your servants and your people whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. Lord, let your ear be attentive to my prayer. Let your ear be attentive to this servant, to the prayer of your servant who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. And so he interceded on behalf of God's people. And he asked for favor to go forth and bring his people back to come and worship the Lord. And it came to pass that the Lord brought about a great restoration. The walls of Jerusalem were rebuilt. Your loss right now may be something that you cannot have back. But I want you to know that the Lord will restore. He will heal you. He has great plans to heal you. 
And that which you lost, even if it still doesn't come back. He's going to give you something back that heals you and gives you a purpose and a plan. That makes it all worth it. I know it may not make sense right now, but I want you to begin to engage this substance called hope. Because it's available for you. You are a son and a daughter of the Lord. And he has provided a way for you to stay connected to his mercy seat. And I encourage you by the mercies of God to begin to hope. Say, God, I place my hope in you. And I know that everything that the enemy has stolen from me, you will bring back a millionfold. There is restoration coming to me because I will hold on to you. I will fast and I will pray and I will cry out to you and I know that you will hear me. Oh, I will hold on, I will latch on to you and I will not let go like a, a dog latches onto a bone and will not let go no matter how you try to pull that bone from his, his mouth and his teeth. He will clench upon it and he will not let go. Say, God, I am holding onto this hope. I am clenching. My life is hanging on your hope right now. See, I found in you that on the other side of what I'm clenching onto is the mercy seat. And so I'm running towards you. So I'm holding onto you and I will not let go. Let the manifest presence of God show up in this circumstance right now as I wait on you. Just like you did for your son, Nehemiah. Just like you did for your people, the Israelites. Just like you did for Moses. I come to you by faith because you are the fulfillment of everything I hope for. I come to you right now and I begin to engage hope. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Isaiah 43 verse 2, you said... When you pass through the deep, stormy sea. Oh, you can count on me to be there with you. When you pass through raging rivers, you will not drown. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will not drown. When you walk through persecution like fiery flames, you will not be burned. The flames will not harm you. In the mighty name of Jesus. The flames will not harm you. Jesus Christ, pay the price for you to stay anchored to hope. For you to know that no matter how dead the situation is, the Lord can bring about healing and restoration. No matter how hopeless the situation is, the Lord can bring forth a transformation. The distance between you and everything you're going through and that expected end, that answered prayer, that's more than anything you have ever asked or imagined is hope. Hope is the distance in between. And today you've taken one step by engaging the hope 
that flows from the mercy seat of God. So in the mighty name of Jesus, I decree that every stripe and every pain and every stress and every silent hurt and every feelings of betrayal that you're going through, the Lord will heal you. Because he feels and he knows. I decree to you that the unanswered questions and those seemingly delayed prayers are not in vain. They are not in vain, so stay, stay strong. Stay expectant. I see the Father holding you right now in all those dark places. He's holding you right now in those dark places and I see him shining his light upon you. I see you as diamond, brilliant, beautiful. Today, I release the truth that heaven rules and his healing and restoration is flowing over all that concerns you. May you feel the tangible presence of your Abba in this moment, in the good and the bad. May you see through his eyes as he makes you whole. See, his promises come to pass. No matter that's raging, those raging waters, those rivers that pour out mercilessly, no matter how they look and seem and feel, purpose that you will not back down. Do not fear. Let hope rise up within you. See the Lord rise up and rule in your favor. You have such a hope that is tethered to the mercy seat of the very God himself in the heavenly realm. You are walking in the truth of your access to mercy through hope. You are never alone, my beloved. You are never alone. I pray that now more than ever, you will begin to see the living waters of the Lord begin to calm the raging seas within you. Calm those fires that burn all around you. So tell him with everything, with everything, I will shout for your glory. God bless you. Have an awesome day. Be conscious of what you are engaging in the spirit realm. It is real. It is strong. It is unbreakable. It will bring you results. Your tears, your fasting has a purpose. Expect it. Don't be discouraged. Wait. Wait, my friend. Wait on the Lord, my friend. I love you. God bless you.